And um, it's, uh, it's absolutely uh, stunning to be here tonight amongst so many incredible women. Hal Berry, you have already uh, done my speech. So, um, and, and, and really killed it. I loved it. You're, you're absolutely brilliant. And Venus and Serena, what an honor to be in the room with you. I've taken up tennis. <laughs> I truly have. And Will, if you want to come over and give me lessons. <laughs> Girl, Don't what? You love it. <laughs> Girl, no. I actually had to stop playing because I've got tennis elbow. <laughs> I'd also just like to uh, give my love out to my fellow, 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 the guys. <laughs> the nominees. And, and, you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. <laughs> like I have to. <laughs> Girl, what? Girl, did you just say after you accepted your Critics' Choice Award for the year for the dog that you, as a white woman, basically had to work harder than Venus and Serena? Girl, what? During Women's History Month? No, we have to talk about this. Hey everybody, it's your favorite Brujas, Brujas Zoe Flowers back with another episode of The Magic Hours. And yes, it's a bonus episode to Jane Campion and for women who think out loud like Jane Campion, I just have to respond to this. I just, this is, <laughs> this is also one of the reasons why I have a podcast. Okay. So let's get into this. Let's, 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 let's back up in case y'all haven't heard, in case you have no idea what I'm talking about. We are talking about the completely insulting, low-key, disgusting comments made by Venus and Serena at the Critics' Choice Award. So for those of you all that do not know Jane Campion, she is a director who won an award for her film, The Power of the Dog. Best director. Did I say that? So, instead of, and I'm not going to say, like, I get it. I'm an artist, right? I'm not anywhere. I mean, obviously, I'm not even close to where Jane Campion is, right? I am a an artist, you know, um, a budding filmmaker. And I, and at least for me, at least this, you know, in the ways that I've dipped my toes into this arena 
at my level, I know the resistance and the, whew, the, just the layers upon layers upon layers of barriers and walls, um, in the entertainment business. Okay. So we're not going to act like, and especially for women directors. So we're not going to act like Jane Campion has not had to fight things I, I, you know, that I don't know about, um, to get to where she is. Okay. I'm not going to discredit it. And also, I'm also not going to pretend like her white privilege, her white woman privilege didn't open some doors for her. Now, Venus and Serena are at this award, obviously, for the movie King Richard. They were there, obviously, you know, the story about their lives. And where do I even begin? Where to begin? When I think about those two young girls in a, not unlike Tiger Woods, but unlike Tiger Woods in that Tiger Woods very quickly aligned himself with anti-blackness. We have not seen Venus nor Serena align themselves with anti-blackness at, you know, at all, really. Um, so what they had to go through in a sport like tennis at the time that they did it to achieve what they achieved. And, and, and so, and also full disclosure, when I do my racial equity trainings, I use Venus and Serena and the way that they are depicted in the media, you know, since they began rising to fame. I, I talk about them a lot. I talk about the way people describe their bodies. People talked about them being animalistic. People talked about their, you know, like brute um, energy without really talking about the intelligence and the mechanics and the skill that is needed to do ten- to, 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 to excel at a sport like tennis, right? It's like they always focus on the athleticism, but not on the brilliance of the mind, right? The way that these girls were targeted for the clothes that they wore when their white counterparts wore the same or even less and nobody said anything. So when I look at this, I see misogynoir straight up, down, sideways, back and forward. This comment by Jane Campion that she then went on to say in her weak apology, okay, This was misogynoir. So let me read her comment first, and then we're going to talk about misogynoir. So she says, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. Okay, whatever, Jane Campion. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like, no, your deposit is rejected, okay? (laughs) We are sending your apology back. Return to sender, okay? Address unknown. Because for you to say you made a thoughtless comment, girl, that wasn't a thoughtless comment. That's what you think. And that's what women like you think, Jane Campion. 
that you somehow had to work harder than these two, not just black girls, dark skin black girls. Phenotypically African looking black girls who then grew to be black women. Okay, let's talk about misogynoir. So misogynoir is a very particular form of misogyny. So misogyny is a hatred towards women. Misogynoir is a very particular form of misogyny that is directed at black women in particular. All right. So one component of misogynoir can be calling black women angry when they express themselves much in the ways that, you know, Venus and Serena were attacked, were criticized when they would stand up for themselves on the court while they were exhibiting behaviors that their counterparts, John McEnroe did, right? We know John McEnroe did much worse, broke rackets, got in referees' faces, did a lot of things. But with him, it was a boys will be boys mentality, right? So when these two girls exhibited those same, or not even really the same behaviors, they were targeted, character, you know, cartoons were made of them, put out against, you know, put out for the whole world to see, not even talking about the racial insults that were hurled at them when they were young girls in their formative years. I mean, I don't think that Jane Campion and white women like Jane Campion. And how could they, right? Because privilege protects you from the realities of people who are not like you. But to understand what it takes for a person of color to get to the level where they're even in the same room with a Jane Campion and the people like Jane Campion. So when you say again, a thoughtless comment, no Jane Campion, it wasn't thoughtless, it's what you think. It's what you think, okay? So let's just be honest about that. Then she goes on to say, the fact is the Williams sisters, where did I, why am I using this voice? What voice is this? I don't know what voice this is. <laughs> Is this my news anchor voice? I don't know what news, I don't know what it is. But anyway, let's get back into this article. It says, the fact is the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off. Exactly, Jane Campion. But you ain't say that when you was, when you was accepting your award. You didn't say that. You said they didn't have to do what you did. So did one of your assistants let you know, um, actually, the Williams sisters have actually fought against men? ma'am, on and off the court, okay? And then she says, and they have both raised the bar and opened doors for what is possible for women in this world. We know, Jane. We know. Because we've been watching them. We've been clocking their achievements from when they were small children. And let's not even talk about, I don't even know what it took to even get this thing on film to get their story made. And how dare you? And you know what, to be honest, I don't even know what the power of a dog, the power of the dog is about. Like a girl, a dog, girl. But mm, 
I'm not going to say what I want to say. The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. Girl, you already did it. You already did it on national television with them sitting in the audience. I love Serena and Venus. Girl, no, you don't. Don't lie. Their accomplishments are titanic. Girl, why are you comparing them to a sinking ship? I see what you... No, okay, now I'm getting... <laughs> Okay, now I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm going too far. I'm going too far. Their accomplishments are titanic and inspiring. Serena and Venus, I apologize and completely celebrate you. No, girl, no. Goodbye. 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 No, 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 girl. No. Mm -mm. Why couldn't you graciously accept your award And leave black women's names out of your mouth. You know, this is like a larger issue. So I think actually I'm going to change this to, I, at first I was going to call it Jane Campion and women who think like Jane Campion, but actually I'm going to broaden it to Jane Campion and people who think and speak like Jane Campion, because she reminds me of some of these men of color. Okay. We're going there because it's the magic hours podcast. And we do that. Who post TikToks and when I was on Clubhouse, they would have Clubhouse conversations asking Black women why we think they date outside our race. Fam, keep us out of your mouth. We don't care who you date. We care about the disrespect that you level in our direction and the ways that you collectively burn the house down as you're leaving the community, okay? So don't hold forums asking us why we think you do what you do. We don't care. We are busy, okay? We are busy dealing with life, children, people like Jane Campion on our jobs. Did I say raising children? Did I say going to school and getting PhDs? Like, I'm not saying every black woman is doing that, but I'm just saying a lot of us are. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying sometimes many, a lot of us are out here, like getting our lives together, legitimately making steps to live our best lives, legitimately working to make the world a better place for people, legitimately rising to the top of our fields, legitimately taking care of our aging parents, legitimate, legitimately starting farms, okay? We're out here doing a lot of things quietly and sometimes not quietly, right? 
So, Jane, and people who think like you, when you get an award for from your peers, when you are celebrated for what you've done well, according to people, why not just graciously accept your praise and move on? Is there anything else I want to say? I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I am curious about this power of the dog, though. I am curious about what... You know what? And this is this is perfect because this is also what this podcast is about, right? We talk about arts and culture and pop culture. So, yeah. Here we are. We're here. The power of the dog. What is it about? Let me know. What is it about? Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him when his brother brings home a new wife and her son. Oh, this is with, um, oh, 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 with Cumberbatch. Okay, 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 okay. Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Mm. Okay, girl. I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess. Y'all let me know. Mm. Y'all let me know. I do really like a Benedict Cumberbatch, honey. I like, and where is Sherlock Holmes? I miss Sherlock Holmes. I don't see no, oh, okay. You got Ramonte McConnell. Okay, so you have one black person it looks like in there, but you know what? I'm gonna keep my his name out of my mouth because I just like I said, keep our name out your mouth. I'm gonna keep his name or their name out of my mouth. So cancel and delete on that. Um, yeah, a domineering rancher responds with mocking cruelty when his brother brings home a new wife and her son and unexpected until the unexpected comes to pass. Okay, fine. I mean, okay, girl, it got 2.9 stars. <laughs> okay, girl, I guess, <laughs> but you work harder than Venus and Serena. Okay, girl. Well, that's all I have on that so let's take a deep collective breath <laughs> to release these things and if you are a person of the global majority listening to this who's experienced some of the things raised in this podcast let's just take a deep breath collectively together exhaling out I thank you for continuing to go on, to continue to do whatever work that you're doing, taking another deep breath in, exhaling out. And if you are an aspiring ally listening to this podcast, I encourage you to keep listening. I encourage you to continue with your aspiring ally walk. I'm going to say it's probably challenging and not easy. So giving yourself some compassion on your walk to aspiring allyhood. Deep breath in. 
exhale to you as well. And to somebody who is new to this aspiring ally conversation, this misogynoir conversation, welcome, welcome back. I mean, welcome to the conversation. I'm sure you will hear more. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot on this podcast about those issues. So welcome. And I am going to pull a collective card, a, a card of affirmation from our Divine Feathers deck that will guide us until we speak again. So Spirit, what do you have for us? What do, what do the birds have to say? Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I got this earlier today. I pulled a card for an organization that I've been working with who are dealing with some of these same issues, addressing these same issues. And wow, I cannot, I can totally believe it. I'm not going to say I can't believe it. So it is the turkey. And it says, honor your own time of harvest. Offer your gifts and blessings as service to the greater good. Honor your time of harvest. Offer your gifts and blessings as a service to the greater good. So that is also something to think about, right? When we're speaking, when we are being celebrated, that is an opportunity to offer gifts and blessings and contribute to the collective consciousness, right? It's an opportunity to raise awareness and raise consciousness at the same time. So that is what I have for you. I hope you all have an amazing evening and I will talk to you next time. Bye.